So that's what they're doing. I think that's fantastic. Oh, wait, did we just do a spoiler alert? Or did we just um, drop a spoiler without a spoiler alert? Because next next episode, we will be talking about it. Oh, hanger, right? do you want to edit? <laughs> no, no, no edit. No, no, okay. no, no, just, I'm just yeah. giving a heads up to the audience, you know? <laughs> oh, like, we will be yeah. together in yeah. another episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the PyBytes podcast, where we talk about Python, career, and mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Julian Sequeira. And I am Bob Beldebos. If you're looking to improve your Python, your career, and learn the mindset for success, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the PyBytes podcast. This is uh, Bob Beldebos, and I'm here with uh, Will Fry. Will, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, a little tired, new baby, um, but otherwise hanging in there. Congrats! Congrats! Yeah, happy, happy to hear. And uh, yeah, just checking, we're recording. <laughs> so you uh, you were on the show, and we were geeking out on type ins because that is uh, one of your passions. <coughs> I think that was mm-hmm. around the seventy eight or so. We will link that below. Um, since then, a lot has changed, right? You uh, joined the team as a coach. So I wanted to mm-hmm. obviously talk a little bit about that. You also moved to South Korea, <laughs> which is exciting. You can talk about that. Uh-huh. Um, you always have some good Python stuff readily available. So we can talk about that. And uh, we can do a book. And uh, But we always start with a well, an introduction for people that are new to you and um, a win of a week. Sure. So uh, as Bob said, I'm Will Fry. Um, when did I do PDM? God, it was a long time ago. Was it 2021? What year was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did the PDM program back in 2021, and I just sort of hung around for a while, going to code clinics. I occasionally did some code clinics um, for the program. Um, and then just before moving to Seoul, my wife, um, Bob asked if I would interested in being a coach and i said absolutely so here i am um i've been working with python i mean really since my senior year of college i'm gonna go way back but really heavily since like 2016 um and i love it uh like bob said i have become obsessed with the type hint um system um yep and a new baby daughter our first our first child is five weeks today so yeah life's it's very rich right now. I'm very busy. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Happy you joined the team. And uh, yeah, the baby girl could be a win, but maybe you also have a specific win of the week or anything. Else? Oh, that was going to be my win is that we, uh, she's, she, we had her checkup and we have, we are raising a healthy baby. We've not screwed it up. So that was, I was talking to my boy earlier. I'm like, what's my win going to be? And it's definitely Margo. Um, Nice. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely cool with that. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so um, recently you transitioned into a PyBytes coach as well. Um, do you want to mm-hmm. share how the transition went and, and your experience so far? Yeah. Um, so I've had one student who's fantastic. Um, I've known a lot of the other coaches since my time in PDM and we've just kept in touch. So it just felt really natural joining the team. Um, and it's exciting to be a part of it. I really enjoy teaching, tutoring, 
um, and just like kind of watching the light bulb turn on in someone's head and they get something and then being a part of that. So it's just been really rewarding. So it just feels really natural and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And I like what you bring to the team and how we all have our own specialties and how these synergies happen, right? Yeah. And I'm selfishly looking forward to learning a lot from the other coaches as well. So nice. So you did uh, recently a clinic on some cool refactoring you did, right? Uh, yeah, it was a while a ago. But, generator uh, occasion mm -hmm. to use a generator and the send method and all that. Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. So, yeah. So my, when I was first learning Python, you read just about any, just past the beginner level in Python, they'll, they'll talk about generator expressions where you have yield and you like def something. And then in that, in that function body or method body, if it's in a class, you have a yield statement that turns into a generator expression. And most of the time you use that to just like iterate over things lazily um, without having to load everything into memory. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole. We, you know, we could go down, but they also, <laughs> excuse me, give me, uh, or give you um, the send method where you can send things into the generator. So you can either get things out or send things in. You can do both. That gets confusing, but I, you know, it's cool to learn about, but it feels very academic because you're like, okay, when, when am I ever going to use this thing? And I remember I was parsing through a very large XML document and I wanted to break it down into multiple like CSV tables, basically uh, parse through each row and depending on something about, or I guess parse through each element in XML, depending on some attribute in there, send it to um, one file or another. And that kept growing because, you know, first there was like only one type that was easy. Then there were two and there were three different types I needed to deal with, so on and so forth. So that turned into a ton of repeated code because you had all these nasty, like with, you know, open first file for the first table, the second file, third file. You had to manage um, the CSV formatting because if you wanted it uniform. Um, and then you had all this repeated code for writing different files. And I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, this is an absolute mess. I was like, wait, so what I really want to do is dispatch these things out. Um, and I realized I could have a generator expression consume these guys and then have the generator expression handle um, like the file opening and closing with the context manager there. All the logic for writing, like par you know, parsing it, writing it to a different file was all managed there. And then it was just magic. I just had like a little dispatch table of just a dictionary uh, with some sort of key that I could get out of each element. Uh, um, XML, XML element and just to send and call it a day. And I was like, holy crap, this is really nice. Um, so that was really rewarding because it was just like, wow, this thing you always see, it actually, like it made sense to reach for that. And it, yeah, I was really excited at the time. Like my wife was sitting there like, what on earth are you talking about? I'm like, you don't understand. So yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, the dispatch pattern in itself is also really nice. Um, we have a video on that I can link, but I'll, I'll also link the... Uh, yeah, that code clinic. Just, yeah. And I also remember that that code clinic ended up slightly turning into um, a little clinic on typing, like type hints again. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, because be, if you uh, look at the code, below. there's type far in there and all that stuff, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we'll link that because it might be a bit abstract if you listen to us, but uh, you be, yeah. we'll link the gist so you can look at uh, how that looks. And um, so where did you learn about the pattern in the first place? Was that 
uh, just looking at other people's code, fluent Python, maybe, or um, like just this, which which portion using the send method for the, yeah, the, the generators, method. the dispatch yeah. table. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just from, I'm sure I read about it in fluent Python. Just a bunch of you know, it ends up uh, any slightly intermediate Python book, you ends up you know seeing it pops up. Um, and I think it was more books than looking at other people's code because you just don't see it that often, honestly. Um, I think you'll see it more in async curl, like coroutines and things like that, maybe, um, cause you're sort of sending something off, but yeah. So it just sort of been, I think they, they've been in Python for forever. I could look it up, but that fun, like that interface has been in Python since two dot something. Yeah. So who knows where I learned it, but probably book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, what other, uh, Python trends or things that are coming are you excited about and or what do you want to learn in the coming months yeah so i know they're doing a bunch of um work to make like the type system a little more um ergonomic especially with type bear like, like type bar um and i think the way that you define like bound uh type like type bars because uh, a lot of people they understand that idea, but then writing it out correctly is a whole ordeal. Um, and so I'm looking forward to a lot of the improvements to the type, like the typing system to make it a lot easier to use and a little more user-friendly. Um, and then I'm also interested, I don't know as much about it as you know I'd like to, but um, the global uh, interpreter lock going away and I'm experimenting with that, I think is really cool. That'll be exciting to see what how that goes and what the uh, side effects are you know in the python community yeah that's a pretty big deal and i think they also if i understood wukash correctly they are kind of you know having a b test there kind of thing right that they mm -hmm. have a version where it's ripped out and but they also have a backwards compatible version compatible version yeah i i think yeah when we, when we spoke with him it was um i think the way he put it was great because if they ever wanted to get rid of this thing, um, they're just going to have to try it out and just maintain stability for people though. You know, there's no way to, to figure out if it's going to work or how it's going to work unless you start trying it, you know, and doing something. Um, so that's what they're doing. I think that's fantastic. Ever bought a course and saw zero results? I've definitely been there. Uh, there are very great courses and materials out there. But if you don't implement, nothing will change. But with PyWrites Developer Mindset Coaching, it's a whole new game. In just 12 weeks, you transform from a Python intermediate to a pro. How? Through one-on-one -on -one coaching, building real applications, and mastering advanced Python techniques. Our hands-on approach isn't just about learning, it's about doing and achieving. Get certified, boost your career, and join an empowering community. Apply for the PyBytes PDM program now. Check out the link in the description below. Oh, wait, did we just do a spoiler alert? Or did we just um, drop a spoiler without a spoiler alert? Because next next episode, we will be talking about it. Oh, hang out, right? do you want to edit? <laughs> no, no, no edits. No no, okay. no, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah. giving a heads up to the audience, you know? <laughs> oh, like, we will be yeah. together in yeah. another episode, <laughs> probably in the next one. Talking with Wukash Lenga, right? Yeah. 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 Well, stay tuned, uh, audience. That's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, now that's cool. And um, 
in terms of things you're picking up? Because you also have an um, background in data and ML, right? Is that where you're further zooming into or are you moving into other areas with Python as well? I mean, that's still my like bread and butter. Um, there's so much to do there. Um, so I guess there's always something new to learn. I think I've been... I'll jump the gun to like what I've been reading. I don't know. That's sort of relevant. Um, but I've been, I got picked up this book a while ago and I started working through it and my life just got too busy. Uh, so I picked it up again, um, algebra driven design, um, by Sandy uh, McGuire and it's Sounds more, it's very functional. Yes. Big one. Um, I forget where I saw it. Maybe it was hacker news. Um, but it's very functional. But it's it's interesting because it's talking about how to design interfaces and design software based on like the sort of inferred algebra of whatever objects you're on the manipulating. Um, so I've just been interested in sort of more of the software design aspect lately. I mean, I think that can improve, you know, if you're front end, back end, um, a data scientist, a machine learning engineer, you know, uh, the data engineer. It's relevant. I mean, it covers everything. It just helps you write better code. Um, and design better software. So that's what I've been um, interested in nice. lately. Yeah, yeah, I think it's also this set of timeless skills, right? Like how to better design Completely. software architecture. You just start thinking about things, and I feel like it it's it's really fundamental, and it helps just everywhere. Yeah. Do you have another resource recommendation for that? Uh. Put me on the spot, man. Um, Always, I can I can fill in one maybe. here. <laughs> uh, Brandon yeah. Rhodes, oh, please the design better guy. Oh, yes. Brandon Rhodes is fantastic. Hmm. Yes, I love all of his talks. Um, there's one other one. Um, he has a newsletter. His name's J James Koppel or Jimmy Koppel, K O P P E L. Mm -hmm. um, his uh, like mailing list. But usually I, I, I abhor signing up for mailing to just clutter my email inbox, yeah. but his are usually very insightful. Um, so just random, random plug cool. for that. I mean, he, he also takes that very similar, like, I think he's thinks about things very functionally, not exclusively, but, and I think that's a really interesting, it's funny to talk about that. We're dealing with Python where it's all objects and not very functional, but I think it's, it's very helpful to think about it that way because everything unless you go to great lengths to make it not mutable and Python is mutable. But I think, but Brandon Rhodes is somewhere in a talk said, just because Python will allow you to do something, I'm paraphrasing, but just because Python will allow you to do something doesn't mean it's necessarily a good idea. Um, so I think it's, it's especially relevant for dealing with Python, even though it is so free and open and user-friendly um, to do whatever you want to do. Sometimes, what it lets you do is maybe not the best design decision you 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 know you can do because even though it's easy or it seems like it's the least amount of work. So Yeah, like overriding attributes and stuff, right? Yeah, like monkey patching something like some other third party libraries class and like, you know, that's brittle, super brittle. Because one day maybe it'll they write it in C or some compiled backend in Rust or something like that. And now it's some built-in and it's not writable or they add like dunder slots to it and you can't, you know, change anything on it. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. 
uh, sorry for putting you on the spot, but as we established, oh, that the design stuff is important. I just wondered if you had an yeah, yeah, for someone. sure. Yeah, I think it's yeah, important good. for, for uh, developers. Um, so we did the book. Um, unless you want to share another book, but basically you shared the book uh, you were reading, right? Yeah, that that yeah, that's the book I've been reading. That and baby books. Um, yeah, the uh, makes sense. <laughs> Mayo Clinic, uh, book on on babies. And also baby four one one. Those have been our two, uh, <laughs> the two ones we've been, uh, you know, basically using as a guide for for little Margot. Great. And um, also not in the prep, but I'm I am going to ask it. Um, what do you do? How do you get unstuck with coding? What, what's your mindset there? <laughs> um, I do one of two things and they're like opposite of each other. Um, I either put it down and at least back when we were in the States and Becca wasn't very pregnant. So we could just take the dogs out on a walk, leisurely walk. You know, I would, uh, I'd be like, Becca, you're going to be my rubber duck. And I would start explaining it to her. And then that would usually un unstuck me, uh, about if there were like multiple approaches. Um, the other thing is I would just sit down and maybe, and just start doing something uh, as opposed to sort of spinning my wheels um, and just try to do something very simple and just start building that um, um, momentum, you know, sort of giving myself permission to do the easiest thing, even if it's going to not necessarily do exactly what I needed to do in that moment. It starts building that momentum, getting towards, what I want because you learn something and you just sort of, you know, just sort of get in, hopefully get in like a nice state, state of flow. So those are my two. Nice. You can either put it down or really, really try to focus. <laughs> yeah. So, so try to verbalize it and breaking it down into smaller chunks and then solve a yeah. small chunk and then you get some magic and, flow going. Yeah. Yeah. I think also with talking to it. it doesn't you know like with Becca walking walking the dogs. I'm not sitting in front of the computer. Um we're outside. It's an entirely different um environment, right? I'm not sitting at my desk. Um I literally am you know not capable of writing code or typing anything in that moment. We're outside with the dogs. So I think that helps too because there's no there's no pressure to like type something out or write something or write a test. I can just talk about it and that's it. Um yeah. Right. But like you said, for the other wing, is just get down, like just start narrowing down to uh, the chunk. Was it Reese said, like, there's only one way, it is a well-known saying, but there's only one way to eat an elephant, you know, like a bite at a time. So right. that's the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also if you try to explain it to somebody else, and I mean, your wife's not into coding, right? Right, she's taken a couple Python classes, so she she knows roughly what I'm talking about. Um, right. But her, you know, she's a U.S. diplomat, so... Right. Uh, she's not. She's not writing code. Yeah. So, so if you have to explain it to a non-developer, then you kind of right. go to the outer shell of the design and in exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's think about it a different way in a higher level. Yeah. So it's either exactly. zoom out or try to try to zoom in to a piece you can tackle. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure as Julian uh, for sure. here to get some mindset <laughs> in, you know, <laughs> Julian, Ju Julian will fly up and kill me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are closer now, relatively speaking. Yeah. 
it's still a long flight because it's a whole different hemisphere, but time zone wise, yes. Like he's an hour or two hours ahead now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just much better than 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, All right. So to, to wrap it up, um, anything else you want to share? Just excited to be on the podcast again and excited to be part of the uh, PDM coaching family and excited to see what comes next. Yeah. So, so thanks, Bob. Yeah. Thanks for joining <laughs> the team. And uh, I will link the previous episode as well, where we go much deeper into typing. Um, I think that's a really good listen for people interested in that. And Thank you. yeah, thanks for sharing. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more from us, go to PyBite slash friends. That is pybit.es slash friends and receive a free gift just for being a friend of the show. And to join our thriving community of Python programmers, go to pybytes slash community. That's pybit.es forward slash community. We hope to see you there and catch you in the next episode. Thank you.